Welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. And I'm Carrie. And thanks for joining us. So today we're going to talk about the coronavirus pandemic that we've all been living in. It's uh, It feels like you know, this is maybe an episode that could have come out a couple months ago because apparently this thing has still been going this whole time. Um, <laughs> it's still hanging but, around. Yeah, but it, it turns out that in just so many ways, this has just shifted the way that our, our lives are and shifted our normal. So it seemed like a uh, just a great thing to, to talk about today. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we could have recorded it a couple months ago. We could have done that. But I don't know that we would be able to say... I, I think there's magic that happens when we're able to look back a little bit and, uh, and, uh, and I'm just really intrigued on, on what we're learning during this time. I think it's, it's interesting looking back over a couple months. I think it'll be fascinating a few years from now, right. To, to look back mm-hmm. and see what we see. Yeah. Yeah. Even looking back from this person, like from this point um, and remembering back to when no one had toilet paper to sell, <laughs> And we were like singing songs when washing our hands. Like, there's already been some fun, some fun memories yeah. to look back on. You, you know that re- that reminds me of uh, you know pretty early on. I saw some videos floating around Facebook of it was like the it was of of people that lived in Italy and they were yeah. uh, you know saying you know to ten days ago themselves um, mm. and just I remember even even at the time watching that and going no way. That's that. That can't be it. But it turns out, I think I'd make a very similar video to myself three months ago. And it's just, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, I, I remember the the very beginning of March, and all of a sudden it was kind of like, oh, I wonder if this is maybe something that I should be more aware of and start paying attention to. You know, before that, it was it was in the news certainly, but it just didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was something that was gonna uh, hit home in the way that it did. Yeah. So to quote uh, Virginia Slims. <laughs> You've come a long way, baby. And uh, so we'd like to uh, look back and, uh, and think a bit more about our life over the last few months of coronavirus while uh, Sandbox has been on hiatus. So with that, welcome to episode 98, Pandemic Vacation. Welcome to the Sandbox. So it's been a strange journey during this COVID-19 time, um, and there's been a lot of milestones that have still had to happen. And in my life, um, I got married during this Congrats. whole thing. Um, thank you. Woo-hoo. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dave. Um, but I just thought, like, uh, my now husband, then fiance and I, when this all started, were um, just laughing at the irony of it because our mantra when planning for the last year has been like, whatever happens during that day, whatever goes wrong, like as long as we're married by the end of the day, that's all that matters, um, which was a good mantra to have in September and a hilarious one <laughs> to have in April. Um so we got married at the end of May, and so at the beginning of March, um, things were kind of shutting down in our area, and you know we were hearing all the different reports, and part of us were like, well, you know, but it's March, and we're at the end of May. Like, we'll be fine. You know, we have months mm-hmm. before the wedding. Um, and there was some, I feel like there was one point where like there was a plan to reopen things kind of mid-May. So we were like, and we're at the end of May. This is perfect. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, and then March lasted 184 years. <laughs> and then we got into April and realized we really need to start making a plan B. Um, and just recognizing that there's no way that we're going to get mm-hmm. 250 people in in a space together. Um and so we had to we had to design uh, change the date cards, <laughs> which is not a thing that exists. You can't just go to Shutterfly and although and you know the plan. there may be now. Um, <laughs> I've already I mean, got, I, I've already right, got a couple yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys are trendsetters. <laughs> it's it's the it's, it's the true. brand new template. They're yes, all based exactly. on the one that we created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we so it was the strangest thing. So we sent out our change the date cards um, and started making a started making a plan B and debating locations and and figuring out how this could all work. Um, it was really great too because it allowed our immediate family to get really involved mm-hmm. in a great That's way. Cool. Like everyone jumped in with their skill set and um, helped to decorate the backyard and make it. Just, yeah, it looked beautiful. My father-in-law made a trellis for us that we were able to get married under. Um, my mom got a bunch of flowers and did a bunch of decorating. And uh, and my mother-in-law helped me so much with all the logistics of everything. And my dad did all the heavy lifting. Like, it was it was so cool to see everyone come together and really, and really plan um, and really be a part of it. And so that was beautiful to see. And it was interesting to make plans. Like, we had hand washing stations for um all of our immediate family members like we only had immediate family there so each kind of group in that had their own hand washing (laughs) station and like we bought bandanas in our wedding colors to be masks like it was (laughs) it was an interesting time um and it was it was a really great learning experience of coming together and making that day still be beautiful um but that day really taught me a lot about I would say like the capacity for the human heart to hold emotion. Um, Because I mean, first of all, we're planning a wedding under a (laughs) pandemic. So it was, we had to mourn the wedding that Mm. we wanted Mm -hmm. with all of our friends and family and gathering together and celebrating and not having like the food we had planned on and, and all of those things, but mainly the friends and family not being able to gather with us. Um, So under this pandemic and then, um, I think about a month before our wedding at the, so at the end of April, my, uh, husband's grandmother died and it was his last living grandparent. So we mourned her loss and, um, had a socially distanced funeral for her. And then a few weeks after that, my last living grandparent, my grandmother died. Um, and that was a week before our wedding. So we were mm-hmm. grieving the loss of her then. And then... Four days before our wedding was when George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police. And then we got married. (laughs) Um, And so it was a strange time with all of that mixed together with fear and uncertainty of the pandemic and grief over the loss of our grandparents and of having grandparents Mm -hmm. in general. And then the, you know, the grief and confusion and, um, and the sudden understanding of our climate and our culture with George Floyd's death, and then the immense amount of joy and Mm -hmm. celebration at our wedding. And all of those things were so real and present and true. 
And it just taught me so much about about what our human hearts can hold and and have together and the resiliency of of human beings mm-hmm. uh, was incredible to learn. Yeah, that's a lot to hold at one time. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a lot. And when we were we were kind of talking about this earlier and, and, and the thing that came to mind as as I as I heard that was the word the word that came to mind was defiance. It's mm-hmm. almost like your your mm-hmm. your your wedding, it was uh it, it was an act of defiance, uh love in the face of it all, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh even so yeah. there is love even so there is this this thing and it's mm-hmm. good and and uh and it cannot be stopped mm-hmm. yeah and we heard that quite a bit from our from our family and friends too it was a strange thing to be like hey you know everything that's going on we got married be happy um <laughs> but a lot of our friends and family were saying it was such a beautiful bright spot for them mm-hmm. in the midst of everything that was mm-hmm. going on like they're like there's still love and there's still joy in the midst of all of this, and it was almost like a respite for them mm-hmm. from everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah, and I think the you know when you think about the ways that like that your that those grandparents probably and 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 the others who had passed before them you know had an influence on both of you. Um, you know there are there are joys that are carried uh, with those memories um, that you know, there's, there's a certainly a sense of loss on that day, but there's also the, the joy that was, was created in the past with them. And to say like, you know, like it, it, it doesn't mean that you should stop creating new joy, uh, just because there's a loss, right? right? Like, I think that, that that's, that's one of the interesting kind of the, the juxtapositions of that is like the way that, you know, there were these good memories with these people, and certainly they lo- they were lost, but there wouldn't be a loss if there weren't good memories to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. So so to mm-hmm. to suddenly stop creating new good memories <laughs> would almost, in some sense, be uh, a disservice to to that. Right? Um, it's just a, a interesting the way that those things mm-hmm. sit next to each other is really really fascinating to me. Um, and to and to create new memories and to create new joys um, that certainly someday will be maybe lost. Right? I mean, at some point. Um, turns out if you haven't gotten the memo yet, we all die eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Like, like harsh truth right? drop in the middle of this. But like, but like at some point, at some point, both, both of you will be gone. At some point, your parents will be gone. At some point, all three of us in this conversation will be gone. But, um, but to, to just like assume that because that happens, that it's not worth creating new joys, uh, feels like we've maybe missed yeah. something, right? We've, we've missed. And, and to me, the, you know, the, to tie the, the aspect of, of George Floyd's death into it. And certainly there were lots of other, you know, Breonna Taylor, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, we could go down the list, but, um, the thing, the thing for me, that's, that's most, uh, upsetting and that, that you have to carry with you in that time too, I think. And certainly we all do is that, that there are joys there that are lost. There are things that, that no longer happen. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it just, I don't even know what to do with that other than to say that, you know, we carry all of that, we carry all of that together and, uh, and it's a powerful, interesting space to be in. I think one of the things I think happens oftentimes with couples that I've, I've known and, and even my wife and I, when we were getting married is all of the world stops 
because this moment is the most important thing. I really don't care about anything else. It's certainly true when, when my wife and I got married. Uh, I'm sure it was true of you and, and, and your wife, Chris. It, that's just the way it works, right? You didn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. All of the mm-hmm. world did not stop in that moment. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the only difference, or not the only difference, but, but, but a key difference between you know our weddings and, and, and yours is that you had a heightened sense of awareness about what was happening because you could see past the end of your nose at that moment. Um, I, I certainly couldn't. Yeah. And I've got a, just a gigantic (laughs) nose. So, I mean, that's, (laughs) I can see more than most. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, um, to, to also talk, bring it back to the defiance that you talked about, Dave, um, and also ties in with, with what Chris said as well. Like it did feel like a defiant joy in the midst of, in the midst of everything that was happening. And it did kind of feel like we're all very aware of what's going on. And it's even present mm-hmm. at our wedding with, you know, here's where you can wash your hands and, and things like that. And yet there's going to be mm-hmm. joy and we're going to celebrate. And this is also going to be mm-hmm. our exactly. day. Yeah. And and without without <laughs> those things, I mean, I, you know, the certainly life is not all butterflies and kittens and rainbows and unicorns. But, but I do think... It's some of those things, <laughs> but I but I do think those those moments are the are the the sweetness that that we look for, right? Those are the, those are the the moments that we mm-hmm. long for for ourselves to experience. Those are the the moments that we long for others to experience, right? We don't we don't want to shut those down. We don't want to shut those off. Um, and and I think where again where we maybe are, where there's sadness and where there's grief and and those sorts of things, it's probably you know it's again that loss of of that opportunity or of making more of those memories or those sorts of things. But yeah, to hold it all in, in together and in the midst of it, I think is, uh, is just a really incredibly powerful experience. I think that's just really awesome. And so what about you, Chris, what have you done on your pandemic vacation? Well, first of all, I love that the title of this episode is pandemic vacation, because I remember when we first kind of got word and kind of were figuring out obviously everything was kind of weird at the beginning and it's hard to even say a timeline but when I kind of first knew like mm-hmm. oh I'm going to start working from home now um, I'm going to start working remotely things are going to shift I just like had this image in my head and I think a lot of us did of like oh my gosh I'm going to be home which means if I'm home I can do the things and I can get all the projects done and all the lists and it turns out um, that's not real my kitchen has not had floor for three months to prove it. <laughs> um, so, so the, yeah, this this vacation sense that we thought we were having uh, is is certainly not uh, what our reality turned out to be. It turns out uh, where the work still keeps coming even when you do it from home. But that being said, there is, and I think this is what I've learned most through this. There is a different pace, and for me. Uh, the working from home pace is kind of one that's just really beautiful. It's, uh, you know, I, I, we have daily staff, staff check-ins at, at nine o'clock. And so I usually roll out of bed at eight fifty eight, and I grab my computer and I, I, you know, I'm part of the check-in and then I go and I grab some coffee or I grab a snack or just do something else. And then I come back to the work a little while later and I can focus in for a little bit. And then I leave it again. And it's just a whole different 
it's a whole different thing. And I think certainly for me personally, that's a pace that makes sense. It's a, it's a pattern that makes sense. Cause if I sit with something for too long, I feel like I lose a little bit of creativity in it, but it's, it's also something that reminds me of kind of how I've heard this time described by a handful of people as the great pause. I've heard it in kind of a, you know, kind of a poetic sense about our human experience. I've heard it from like wildlife scientists who basically said like, what happens when human activity pauses like what's happening in the in the world and with birds and other animals that are like all of a sudden you know in some ways able to take up space they weren't able to take up before because we're not in it it's so and i just have thought that that was a really interesting way of framing it in particular because there's very few things that i think especially globally um but there's very few things even even just kind of in american culture that we all really experience together you could certainly you could you could name a handful of them, right? But there but there mm-hmm. are not a lot of them. And then to extrapolate that onto a global scale, there's really very very few things that we all experience. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's just kind of this thing where all of us together at the same time had to kind of put everything on hold. And it's not to say everything stopped, but a lot of our norms stopped. A lot of our our routines stopped, a lot of our travel stopped, a lot of our businesses stopped. Um, you know, I, we saw my wife's family for the first time, uh, since February, just this past weekend, um, which is just crazy. I mean, we see them pretty frequently and it it was, it was really strange to have not gathered in person in any capacity for the last, you know, three or four months. But yeah, so it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me to have this thing that we all, that we all collectively experience. Um, and I remember pretty early on, you know, we, we were home and, kind of watching out the window and seeing, you know, I, I mentioned the, you know, the wildlife science. I remember seeing, you know, all sorts of animals around our yard that I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that it's, it's just because, you know, nobody was driving, but, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it might've just been be home because I was home to watch it. But I swear the birds and the other animals that have been around our neighborhood, I've never seen them like that before. And even even still, you know, the, obviously there's kind of that like spring image of all the birds returning and whatever. But even today there were, you know, probably four or five birds out on the front porch that I swear we never would have seen before. Uh, you you both know this, but our listeners probably don't. We got ducks. Uh, so we have two ducks in our backyard that uh, we're hoping to produce eggs from. And we have had mallard ducks around our house, like sleeping in the front yard and trying to like get at our ducks in the back. <laughs> I mean, and, and and meanwhile, you have a little bit of Isaac Hayes and Hot Buttered Soul playing back there, and it's uh, <laughs> the mallards oh. are looking looking to make a connection, you know, shall we say? If if, <laughs> if, if the goal is uh, eggs for eating, we want to make sure to keep that a uh, little separated, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I just, you know, I think it's just been fascinating to watch that, that when we pause, when, when humans pause, what, uh, what the world around us does. Um, and I think for me, that's, that's helped me reflect a little bit on kind of what, what our impact is uh, on the world, certainly, but it's also made me think about the ways that all, again, because all of us are experiencing this together, I don't know that everybody in the same way is reflecting on those moments. And I don't even know that everybody is reflecting. But I do think that uniquely we have, there's, there's like this forced opportunity mm-hmm. to reflect. Um, there's this, there's, um, I, I was reading something about how, you know, 
specifically in the United States, because we, we tend to have a very individualistic approach to issues like this. But because it was so unique, um, we kind of had this experiment of taking away a little bit of the initial individual response and, and right, we closed down businesses. So we, we made it a, a collective corporate response uh, rather than where, you know, in the Spanish flu, certainly there was a response. But from what I understand, most of the businesses kind of continued as normal. And people said, well, of course, wear masks and protect yourself and, and be, be cautious individual and on an individual level. Uh, but there wasn't the, quite the shutdown that we've talked about here. Um, so so we, we really have, again, had this forced opportunity to reflect and, and see, you know, a little bit of ourselves, see a little bit of the way that we as individuals live. And, and again, that like for me, you know, and I, to, to bring it around for me that, you know, pacing of work, uh, it's not the rush that it used to be. It's not the, you know, quick go, go, go kind of pace. And, and I'm just curious, you know, I, I think when you said, we said at the outset, Dave, you said, you know, like, oh, it'll be interesting to see a couple of years from now, what we've really learned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, what I'm really curious about is how do we respond to all of that as a reality? How do we respond to this forced opportunity to reflect? What did we, what did we learn long-term and those sorts of things? Yeah. You know, and, and as I was hearing you talk, I mean, it's, and, and, and the three of us have already done it in this episode where we've, we've referred to it, this thing, this pandemic thing in the past tense. Mm, and mm-hmm. that's, that's a danger uh, yeah. because we're still in it. We're absolutely still in this thing. And, you know, it's, it, that's a reality. And, and I hear what you're saying as far as the, you know, the busy and, and, and the pace has changed. Right. And I was saying the other day, I, I really think that, uh, busy was, is to, to the extent that we, we've been resisting this to the, the extent to which we want to go back to, we want to put p- pandemic in the past tense and say, well, that was the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all real. And we want to get back to life as we knew it. Uh, and the life as we knew it was busy. And busy is, a, is an anesthetic to the pain of our lives. And if we don't mm-hmm. deal with the pain of our lives, we're always going to be self-medicating with busyness. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I'm, I'm concerned about is the pace with which we want to put it in the past tense and not deal with our, our stuff. Um, yeah. So that's, that's just a, a thought I have kind of in, in the mm-hmm. back of my head. Well, again, that's what that's why I say it's a it's a forced opportunity, right? Um, right. I don't. I hope we all take it, and and that remains to be seen. But it's interesting to see who's seeing what as we begin to reflect, and we have to, in some sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of um, like when when you started, Chris. I laughed because I thought of like I made a list of like Carrie's dream chores <laughs> and like everything. That I was going to get done and organized. And like some of it happened. I organized the drawer that had all of my lids to every like to go container. That's impressive. That has been very helpful for me. You you either Um, had a lot of time or you were really bored. I'm not sure which. (laughs) Maybe both. I don't know. Probably both. Um, So like I had. I had this giant list, um, and I have no idea even where it is anymore. I'm pretty sure there were, like, three things done on it out of, like, 25. (laughs) Um, But I think, and there's many reasons for that, but I think one of them is that slowing down and reflecting and just being in this state of pandemic and in this state of, you know, what are the next restrictions going to be or what's the next thing going to be and that kind of uncertainty that underlies everything 
and just needing to slow down. Like my body and brain were like, you can't keep up the pace you had before because this is a completely different reality. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to need to take more breaks and and slow down and and make that time to reflect. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it's been an interesting and I'm curious as we continue to go through this and someday reflect back on it, how that will change the pacing of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I I read recently an article that it was something to the effect of, uh, you know, the, the, the economy is broken and what if we didn't fix it? And it certainly was not right. I mean, I think sometimes you hear that and, and people kind of worry, certainly it wasn't to say like, you know, the people who have lost jobs, let's just not give them back, right? <laughs> it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't saying that, but it was basically saying like, what if we took this opportunity to, to, to rethink um, some of those things that weren't working, right? I mean, I saw that uh, in the US that, that carbon emissions are set to be on, uh, are on track to be down 8% this year, which is, is huge. But if we just return back to that immediate busy what is that like have we have we really gained anything and so can we can we take this this time where we've had to stop collectively and you know think about some of those larger global issues think about things like climate change think about things like you know who our our current economy wasn't working for uh, and find solutions to that in this time of pause but but certainly then also on a personal level can we have some more self-reflection will we will we grow from this or will we uh try to cast it aside again um and i I hope i hope that we grow i hope that we you know as individuals and as as the collective uh find a new way to be where we aren't kind of setting ourselves and our 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 needs and our our health aside uh but that we're actually you know creating something that's healthy and and thriving so, Dave, what have you learned and experienced during your pandemic vacation? Uh, well, I've I've learned a, a, a great love of nachos and uh, <laughs> free range chickens and paddle ball games. Uh, it's it's really been a dream come true. Now, you know, it's it's um, this time has been life altering uh, for, for mm-hmm. me and, and for my family. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about kind of how I would respond to all of this, I, I had about 10 different takes and they all pretty much sucked because they, 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 they fell short of what needed to be said. So for me, I was thinking about it and I, and I came back to this, uh, kind of this image and it's actually of something that happened a, a few years back. Uh, my daughter, was in driver's ed. She had to get her hours uh, behind the wheel of training, and she was pretty, pretty new to getting her hours. So she was a new driver, and she was afraid to go on, on you know, on the interstate. So in order to get around places with her, we had to take backcountry roads. And so uh, we're driving on a backcountry road, practicing some night driving. Uh, we're going, you know, fifty-five miles an hour through some cornfields in the uh, surrounding area here. And she's actually, she's a good driver. She's doing pretty well. And she reaches over and hits something, and our the headlights went out on a country road among cornfields with not even like a, it was a new moon. Everything went from we could see where we were going to complete blackout. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. She's driving my car that I've been driving around for years. I don't even know how to turn on the lights from the passenger seat because I don't know where they are because I'm, first of all, freaking out. But secondly, um, <laughs> like I can't in that moment put myself what it would be like to be in the driver's seat to find where the, the, the light switch is because I don't actually don't, I rarely touch it because it's always on an automatic setting. So um, I, I, I don't know how to do this. 
my instinct was to uh, look around and notice that there were no other cars coming. I told her to stop the car. She's freaking out. She stops. She breaks in the middle of a, a road where people come, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour, but no lights coming. She stopped the car to a complete stop. I reach over. I was able to get the lights on. And then she accelerated and we went forward. Uh, that to me is a metaphor for my pandemic vacation, I guess. I mean, um, <laughs> I think uh, in life, uh, we were going along personally and collectively uh, at, at a highway pace, right? And we were just going. Throughout February, uh, like our family had all kinds of plans. Uh, we were going to be doing spring break. Uh, my daughter is a senior in high school. Last spring break, we we're going to go to uh, Florida. We we're going to meet up with, actually meet up with my mom down there. She had looked at a school down there that she was interested. In. We we're going to take a look at the school, all kinds of things we had planned. Then of course, uh, the writing on the wall, just, you, you could just start seeing stuff. The moment, uh, that I would lift up is, uh, one weekend we were going to have a family zoom happy hour on a Saturday and, uh, my family, we all are dispersed over four States. Uh, so we had this, this happy hour. Now my mom had been feeling under the weather for a week or so b beforehand. And when we got together, we all had some libations. Uh, normally my mom would too, but her libation on that particular night was a giant, one of those giant super soaker buckets of water that you just, cause <laughs> she felt ho horrible. And, and frankly, she looked every bit of it, uh, when, when mm. we were on this zoom call and, um, mm -hmm. she was complaining about this headache and, it was a Saturday. On Monday, she got some medication for her headache, and that helped her that night. And then by Tuesday, we called her, and and uh, and she uh, we couldn't talk very long because she a cough had set in. Uh, by yeah. Wednesday, she had drove herself to the hospital. Uh, she was admitted instantly. Never given any, and this is in March. Never given any testing at that point. By Thursday, she was intubated on a ventilator, and uh, and then they tested her. And found out she had the virus officially. Like we're like, yeah, of, of course. Um, she was on the ventilator for for twenty days after that, um, and there were some hopeful moments, but a lot of, of of very scary moments where we thought we were going to to lose her. The day that she went on the ventilator was the day they uh, they took my wife's aunt off the ventilator uh, because she had died of COVID nineteen. So um, that is what's happening in our household at that moment. Um, and it was terrifying. And I talked about busy being the anesthetic to the pain. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you, we painted almost the entire interior of our house. I mean, we were, <laughs> because we couldn't go by my mom's side. We would have been by her side the whole time. We, w we would have been there and we would have been, yeah. my brothers and I and, and families would have mm -hmm. taken shifts and we would have done all the things. We couldn't do anything. The only thing we could do is stay at home and wait for updates. So I, I've got this nervous energy. So I'm, I'm doing my job, but also painting like a fiend. And, <laughs> and, and just the, the house looks great now, I might add. Um, <laughs> I, got a kitchen, I got a kitchen floor you could come take care of. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wants any part of that. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, I so so that was that was our our strategy was 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 to do that, and it was hard. It was it was it was a it was a painful season. Postscript to the story, of course, is uh, not of course, but because my mom is a living, breathing miracle. Uh, she rallied after twenty days on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. uh, today, uh, she is 
nearly 100% back. She celebrated her 75th birthday recently and and how how fantastic. Uh and so we're 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 pleased with that. But it's been a a trying a trying time. And in the midst of that, you know, like so so this car came to a complete stop. The lights went out and 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 here we are. Uh mm-hmm. and I and I think that's that this story is sums up some of it for us personally, but then collectively as a as as a society, the lights have gone out. We've stopped and we've seen how we handle a pandemic as a community. We've seen uh, the response to the killing of of George Floyd and and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and uh, all you know and 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 how we are being community together. We've stopped. And what we need to remember is we haven't yet turned the lights back on so that we can move forward. We're still stopped. And, mm-hmm. and yet I think about Carrie and, and even in the midst of this, the lights being out, even in the midst of stopping, uh, my family and I, we've only ever gone on hikes while on vacation. And so we have explored state parks, county parks, you know, city parks. We've been walking and hiking and seeing some of the wildlife that Chris, that you were talking about, we've been, we've had more dinners together in the last three months Mm -hmm. than we probably have had in the last five years. I don't know, three years, five years. I, I, I don't, I don't know it, but every night we're sitting down and having a meal together because you know, what the hell else we're going to do? You know, I mean, um, I'm still working hard with my job. My wife is still working hard with her job, but my girls, they don't have all of their activities have been canceled. And so mm-hmm. we're not taking them places and we're not. So, and, and there's some, some stuff that we would do that we can't do anymore either. So, so there is this, this pause and it's been a beautiful thing in the midst of it. So it, it's not an all or nothing thing. I think my response to this question would be totally different. Had things not, uh, you know, gone the way that they did with my mom, and and there was a chance that they could have been. And I was talking before we we were started recording about uh, this anger that I I still have that that's there, it's present. Mm-hmm. But it, only in thinking about that, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that's in the tank there. That's there. That's real. Mm-hmm. About how this turned out, um, and 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 other things too. So that's part of the the stuff, part of the pain to deal with in this time. That's that's very real, uh, both personally and collectively. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm hopeful about the way forward, but I hope that we can be intentional in our approach to it. You so. know, you, uh, you mentioned the, the anger. And I think that's something that I, I, I feel like I have a, that I carry a decent amount of anger for different things. And I, I wonder if part of this is just the opportunity to even acknowledge that, um, mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I think that that when there's a particular thing that that makes us angry or or frankly makes us happy, makes us joyful, sometimes we don't even notice the the rumblings of it until it kind of explodes. And um, maybe when we are are living a little differently because of this going on right now, uh, that might give us a chance to to be in tune with that. I actually think about a lot of how you know some of my struggle with with anxiety and a little bit of depression. You know, I, I remember the first time after I had had kind of gotten a little healthier and I felt the anxiety come creep in, mm-hmm. um, which I had never felt before. It had just been building for years and then all of a sudden it just showed up, right? If 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 we can take this this moment to not, 
you know, just just rush into the, the, the next busy thing, but actually feel those emotions, those energies, those experiences coming on, how we might respond differently. And in, in your case, you know, I mean, with with the the anger around, you know, how some of this has been handled, you know, maybe with the medical field, obviously doing what they can, but not perfect. You know, the mm-hmm. uh, our government officials at different levels doing what they can, but not perfect. And in some cases, not enough. You know, what is what does that turn into, I guess, down the road is kind of what I'm curious about, where, where you, we you can feel where this where this is coming from. You know what the what the source of this is. How does that turn into a better experience for maybe others who are who are experiencing this particular thing with coronavirus and maybe uh, other things that that aren't cared for as well as they ought to be? Um, mm-hmm. Because you can name why, you know, you can name where that anger and that and that emotion comes from. Uh, mm-hmm. It can maybe turn into something else on the other side. What's the the saying that pain that's not transformed is transferred or tra- it, you know I, I can't remember how that that mm-hmm. goes, but this idea that when 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 you don't deal with your pain, you're going to give it away to others. Uh, mm-hmm. And exactly. I think, but if we're able to deal with it, then we're able to leave something a little bit more more beautiful in its wake. And 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 I think that that's it's the intentionality with which we we face the, the this time again, individually and collectively, that's going to, uh, has the potential to make something just a little bit more, more beautiful. So we've talked about in this episode how this has been a collective experience that even globally, we are all under this time of pandemic and we're all figuring this out. And so how are you finding time to reflect during this? What has your experience been like over these last few months? And what have you learned so far during this? Where have you seen pain and beauty and love and hurt in your life? What new patterns or rituals do you hope to carry on into the future? Because the story is still being written. We're still figuring this all out. We're still writing down the things in history books. So what meaning will you find in all of this? And what will you add to it? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with all things going on in the Sandbox, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com. You can also rate and review us on iTunes because you have so much more time during this era of pandemic, and you can join us in the conversation. And as always, be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it, because there's always more room in the Sandbox. But until next time, we'll see ya. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the sandbox.